and it's now 11 in the evening here in Metro Manila, and welcome back to another episode of Mysterium After Dark. Mysterium After Dark is brought to you in tandem with our friends at Charot Readings. For daily free tarot and astrological forecasts, tune in to Charot Readings on Spotify, conducted by me, but of course read by or performed by the ever-so-talented McCoy Dubs. So, quality readings free of charge every day based upon your sign. Get nothing to lose. Show your support by liking and subscribing to Charot Readings. So today's episode is all about intuitive wellness, intuitive mental health, and intuitive self-care. And this is a topic that I wanted to bring up because I just wanted to go on the record and say how happy I am to see that there are so many new souls getting into the practice of tarot, growing our community, and sharing the gift to other people. I mean, before, I was kind of skeptical about people's motives, but it seems to me that now the shift is leaning more towards offering better, better services every day and basically restoring the dignity of the tarot worldwide, even with practices like intuition and so, so on and so forth. And this is very admirable. And I'm, like I said, I'm really happy to see this, that new people, new heroes and heroines are coming out of the woodworks and taking up the cause. But there is one mistake that I keep seeing people make, and that is that they're not taking proper care of their intuitive mental health and intuitive wellness. And what do I mean by that? First and foremost, I am seeing and hearing about too many readers overdoing it, overexerting themselves, being over-available, giving too many readings, or doing too many services, or holding too many events, or having too many gatherings. It's almost as if people are putting an endless amount of pressure on themselves to perform. Although your efforts are admirable, I need to remind each and every one of you that your welfare, your happiness, your basically well-being is very important because remember, as an intuitive, as a reader, as a healer, as a community organizer, as a public figure you are giving people a positive service if you are in a positive state of mind. But if you're burnt out, if you're depressed, if you're suicidal, if you're full of anxiety, think long and hard, this is going to catch up with you. And it's going to affect everybody you work with. Like even me, for example, as the leader of the Mysterium community. If I have a mental breakdown, everything else under me will be affected. Because I won't get to be the leader I need to be for my community. And I won't get to help benefit the community. I won't help get to help grow the community. And it just pretty much starts with me. So what can you do? Okay, What is it that you can do to take better care of your intuitive mental health and intuitive wellness? All right. Step number one, accept, realize, and internalize that there is no rush to do anything repeat there is no rush to do anything you are not forced demand uh, demanded um coerced to hold events to give readings anything like that so if you are not in the mental state to give readings to anyone if you are not in the mental state to organize an event if you are not in a mental state to give healings to someone then it's absolutely okay to say no okay i repeat 
it is absolutely okay to say no because if you're going to give a reading to somebody when you're empty, if you're going to give a healing session to somebody when you're depressed, if you're going to handle an event and you're burnt out, then the results will also be depressed. The results will also be empty. The results will also be burnt out. So if you're going to ask me, Rob, what do you do when that scenario happens? You guys can take this page out of my book. I challenge you all to. Say, for example, I'm going to call upon good old Raymond again. Raymond had a scheduled reading with me today. Okay, but today I am abnormally empty, depressed, and down. I would, in openness and vulnerability, tell Raymond, Raymond, good afternoon. I know you have a reading scheduled with me today, but I am not in the mental state to give you the session that you deserve. You deserve me at my best, and today I'm not at my best. So your options are we could either reschedule the session or I could refund your money. But I don't want to give you a substandard service. It's the same thing with everything else. Because that way, if they get a refund, they cannot give you a bad review. If they're compassionate enough to show you uh, that level of, of understanding and reschedule, then fine. Reschedule it when you're in a better space. But I will tell you, do not give sessions when you are empty. Okay, because it's going to be bad for you. It's going to be bad for them and nobody really benefits. So you have to take care of yourself first. Number two. Okay. And please, please, please remember this. All right. Boundaries. All right. You cannot help others if you cannot help yourself. Example, if your mother died and you're dealing with depression from losing your mother, I would not at all expect you to give readings. I would not at all expect you to do sessions, to organize events. And if you did do that, I would really pull you aside and say, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, please show compassion to yourself by implementing proper boundaries. Number three, take time within the week for non-intuitive activities. Repeat. Take time within the week for non-intuitive activities. These can, these can include drinking with friends, taking up martial arts, lifting weights, working out, uh, firing a gun, going on a date, you name it. But you need to put time in the week to decompress your intuitive self and just be you. There comes a time in the week where I just don't want to see another tarot deck or I don't want to talk about the occult. And when that happens, I turn it off. You'll probably hear me say, hey, Jerome, let's get a drink or something like that. It's because I already know I'm at capacity. So that's one term you should also recognize. Recognize when are you at capacity? Because when you're at capacity, you can tell this to your clients. Hi, uh, Trisha, I'm sorry, but today I'm at capacity. Meaning you are not in the position to give. You are in the position to take now. You need to take, you need to fill your cup first before you give to other people. Now, number four, which is most importantly, you need to let people know if you are at capacity or not. You need to let people, especially the people you work with, if you're a community leader, your clients, your family members, if you're already hitting that point where you're already either overloaded, tired, burnt out, but basically the term is at capacity. Because once you do that, then you won't complain if other uh, you don't have 
the right to, not that you have, don't have the right, but it's like uh, you won't be in a position where you have to explain yourself anymore because you would have told people. I tell people in the Mysterium community that a lot. That if I'm already hitting my tipping point, I'm at capacity. I tell the mentors, the teachers, the readers, guys, I'm at capacity. So they know better than to take from me. Now, if anyone tries to take from you at this time, you need to put that person in their place and tell them, excuse me, I've already told you I'm at capacity. Please stop pushing. Now, how are some ways people can take from you when you're at capacity? Is if they already know you're already overloaded and they dump on you still, or they still bug you for readings, or they still want you to teach a class when you've clearly told them, hey, I'm at my limit. You see, compassion begins with, with it from within, and you cannot show compassion to others if you have no compassion for yourself. And knowing when you're at your limit and knowing when you're at capacity is the beginning of compassion. And you, if that's the case, you also need to surround yourself with people who show you compassion if you're trying to show it to yourself. Like if I was at capacity and there was a client that was bugging me for a reading, I would cut them off, really. Even if I've told them, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not in the space for that. You are not obliged to read for anyone, okay? You reserve the right to offer your service to anyone. You have to start by being compassionate to yourself. Nobody has the right to demand. Nobody has the right to force. Nobody has the right to insist because at the end of the day, it's your gift. So these are some pointers that you could follow in order to boost your intuitive mental health and your uh, so secure your intuitive mental health and your mental intuitive wellness another thing you can do simply is just disconnect i've noticed that being on social media tends to lead to doom scrolling and as a result of that it'll either make you more anxious it'll make you more afraid you'll you'll probably look up oh what are my competitors doing this and that and you're going to put a lot of pressure on yourself sometimes disconnecting is the way to go like for me for example what i do personally to decompress from what i do from anything intuitive is i practice uh I go to the gym, I try to do jujitsu, I do my daily walks. These are things I need to have regularly on on board. Now, another thing I'm gonna add to you all, if you are at capacity, if you're overloaded, I would highly recommend against ritualistic practices like evocation, spell work, stuff like that, because you just don't have the energy for it. Some of the things that you can do are self-healing. Reiki is a very good means of doing that or meditation. But you, these are means of filling up your battery and fi- filling up your energy sources. Do not do things that take energy from you like summoning a spirit or creating artifacts or doing evocations or conjurations because that is just going to drain you further. So I hope these pointers help you all. Remember, you are beautiful, priceless, unique souls, and the world would not be the same without you. Take care and be safe, everyone.